Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Driuso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice, and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. What's up? What's up, you guys? We got one of my dearest soul sisters on the podcast today. I am so hyped on this episode. It was freaking phenomenal. We talked about everything from social media to keeping it real to authenticity to flopped launches, our own journeys, finding our brands specifically to both of us, um, finding what really made us unique in our industry. Like we just had such an incredible conversation back and forth. It was a very collaborative conversation. What you'll notice is that me and Courtney have very similar energies. I absolutely love this girl. She reached out to me, I want to say a year ago, and she talks a little bit about how we met and how she stumbled across my work, but I'm just so honored to have her in my life. She is such an incredibly talented, amazing woman and individual, and the work that her company is doing in this world is phenomenal. She's all about organic social media growth. She's the hashtag queen. She's a business coach. She is an incredible mind, and I'm just so excited to bring her work to you. Something really exciting that we talk about within this podcast is her newest membership program. This is the hashtag files society membership. It is absolutely incredible. We talk a lot about why hashtags are actually a really, really big deal in your business and in your social media and how it's, how you need to use it in order to be successful with it. Some things that people are doing with hashtags that is actually really hurting and hindering your work and your business and getting your message to the masses. We talk about it all. So if you want to be a part of that community, it's only $35 a month to sign up and she'll talk all about this offer. She'll talk all about what you get within this membership, but I would highly, highly recommend you join this membership She is a queen at organic social media reach. She has not only grown her following substantially, but she is amazing. She was the social media manager for, for one of the biggest names in the industry right now. And she just knows her shit. She knows her shit. She knows who she is and she's incredible at helping people scale their businesses. So if you want to be a part of that, I have put the link below. Here's the thing. The affiliate link, I'm an affiliate for this program because I so believe in this program. I so believe in Courtney and the work that she does. And I would never feed you guys anything that I do not strongly believe in 125%. So if you want to join with my affiliate link, swipe up in the show notes. It is there for you to join. If you join with my link, let me know, send me an email letting me know that you signed up with my link and I will send you a free gift valued at $100. It is my brand to bank masterclass. Now this is a masterclass all about creating a fulfilling, authentic brand that is just an extension of you, your heart, your soul, something that stands out, something that is 
not only eye grabbing and soul captivating, but something that's so linked to who you are and feels easy and just flows out of you like a piece of sacred self-expression. This workshop helps you create a a brand or monetize your brand to create substantial income in your business. So if you are ready to stand the fuck out, if you are ready to create a captivating brand, if you are ready to really root down into who you are and what you're here to give this world, then sign up with the link below. And that will be my gift to you so that not only you can utilize this membership and the work that Courtney is giving you and really change your whole fucking life in your business with this social media strategy, hashtags, everything that she has to offer for you guys. But also you get a little bit of connecting to your heart, your soul, and unleashing your voice within that. So you get to use it all together. And I guarantee that your work will get to your dream humans with this. So that is my gift to you, a little cherry on top of this amazing membership. And that's a one-time thing. You get it for life. You get The membership is a monthly thing, but you do get that training for life. So make sure you email me. Let me know that you signed up with my membership link. Okay. I love you guys so much. Without further ado, here's Courtney and our incredible conversation. And I hope you freaking love it. Okay. Hello. Hi, Courtney. What's Hi. up? What's up? Like wow, I you sound way it. better than me. I should get in my podcast mic. <laughs> well, clearly someone was prepared and someone wasn't. <laughs> Let's not point fingers, okay? <laughs> clearly someone here. I'm not going to name names. It's probably Courtney though. <laughs> so for those of us who don't know you, me and Courtney are like soul sisters. So it might be like listening to a solo podcast episode of mine, but I swear there's two people here. <laughs> There's two, I promise, two bodies. I promise. <laughs> so let everyone know who you are, what you're fucking amazing at, and the incredible milestone that you just hit, because I think we need to celebrate that. Yay. Hi, everyone. I'm Courtney Schoberg. Um, and what am I? I've been like, it's actually really funny because I've been really trying to like nail, you know, that like elevator pitch that you give oh, to everybody yeah. when you explain yourself. I'm like, yeah. I've changed it like 16 times, Courtney. You should probably like nail this down. But I, I guess I when love it comes that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's because I have commitment issues. Let's be real. But um... <laughs> as we spent like a half an hour before, we were talking about Courtney's in a long-term relationship. But yeah, of like nine years. Yeah. I don't have commitment issues with anything other than my business. But okay. <laughs> oh my God. We literally just had like a half an hour conversation. We might circle around. We'll see. But it was definitely like an intense dating relationship talk. <laughs> But, uh, so what I do is I am a visibility specialist and a business coach. That's the best way to explain Mm. it. And I help women, um, nothing against men in the world, but I have a really deep spiritual connection with a boss babe on a fucking mission. Mm -hmm. And so I help women like that who want to get their content seen through social media, master the art of organic social media. That's what I do. Mm. That's really good. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm going to memorize that one. No, do it. When the podcast comes out, you just like clip that one part, get it, (laughs) just transcribe. Send me me the audio. I'll put it on my podcast. (laughs) Done. That'll be your new intro. But that was so good. And you're pretty much like a social media queen. You have, I want to say you're like known for hashtags now. Yes, which is so crazy because 
So for the milestone that we were talking about is I have a membership site. It's called the Hashtag File Society. And, and we'll put that in the show notes for sure. Yes, yes. Um, it's based around um, helping people not just use uh, Instagram, but use hashtags specifically because they're one of the most powerful organic tools that don't cost any money to connect with their ideal client. Because a lot of people online... Um, when they use hashtags, they hashtag like random shit, or they just like pick anything when really you're only allowed 30 hashtags on a, on a photo. And that's, I look at each hashtag as an opportunity to connect with your soulmate client. So why wouldn't you want to maximize on that? Mm -hmm. And so my membership site is filled with hashtags that are very specific and niche, um, to your niche. Cause I have over 6,000 hashtags and 250 categories at this moment in time, it's going to be different come December one, cause we add new ones every single month. Um, yeah. but it's so crazy because I've always been really good at hashtags. I've always been pretty good at Instagram. Obviously they go hand in hand, but I was like so resistant for so long to be the hashtag girl. Mm. Like I didn't want to be that girl. I was like, I'm so much more than that. Like, I don't want to just be that. But what I've come to realize is that when I hone in on this skill that I'm really good at, um, it feels fun. It feels easy. And people get so much more results because instead of scattering my energy, it's very focused. Mm -hmm. So it's just really funny because I like now people are calling me the hashtag queen, which feels good now. But at first I was like, Oh, I don't know if I like that because I don't want to just be that I want to be, you know, all different kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And so what was that switch for you when you finally were like, okay, I'm actually going to do this because like something so powerful about putting all your energy, I guess, and focus behind something is that once you're known for that thing, people will follow you for that thing, but there's all these different flavors of who you are that get to go along with that. Right. Mm -hmm. And you probably experienced that too. It's like people come to you for the hashtag queen, but then they see all these different layers of who you are and what you do that is so powerful. So they keep following you and then they'll fall into different areas of your business. But what was that switch for you? Uh, really like owning the fuck out of that. Yeah. So it's actually funny because it's actually a coach that you introduced me to. That I I've been with. Yeah. Miss yeah. Taylor Manning. Taylor Manning. Yeah, shout out to Taylor. Um, <laughs> she is um, amazing. And what she made me realize is that being specific um, and mastering the thing that I'm good at even more and mastering that um, is it can open up so many other doors because um, I can automate that process in a way. Uh, and there's, I don't know, like just working with her, it's been three months now, which is crazy. Um, has really helped me realize. It goes by so fast. Hey, so fast. I'm like, what the hell? I felt like I just hired you like last week, but I know. I feel like I worked with her for about a year because I was in some of her courses. And then I was in one of her masterminding course things. And then I hired her one-on-one. -on -one. So I worked with her for like a year, but I'm still like, it's just baffling to me how it, it just feels like it goes by so fast. So fast. I know it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so she is the one who really helped me realize like I could make this my thing. And I think too, because on, in the online space, everybody, especially like in the coaching mm -hmm. service space that we're in, everybody's so focused on one-on-ones and like group coaching and I like one-on-ones, but I really prefer like community. And so for me, the reason I like the membership site versus like a course or like a one-on-one -on -one is it's that sense. Cause, or even a group coaching, cause group coaching, I can only do so many people, right? You can't really fit more than 15, maybe 20 people in without feeling like everybody's not getting 
what they need. And that's the biggest thing is you want to serve everybody to the best ability that you can. And so with the membership site, there could be thousands of people in there and they still feel connected to me. Oh, love it. Mm -hmm. And so, and I really like, I grew up with three sisters. I'm very much about girl power. I'm very much about community because I know, like even having you as a friend has helped me as a businesswoman, because when you have friends that are in similar, you know, on a similar wavelength as you, it's just so different because all my in-person friends that I had before I started this business don't understand shit about the online space. And I can't blame them for that, but I also need to be real with myself and make friends that I can connect with. And so if it wasn't for all the stuff I invested in Mm -hmm. and the programs I invested in, I wouldn't have made all the friends that I had. And so I wanted to develop a space where people could do the same thing and find their people. And so that's kind of what, and, oh, and I guess I didn't even say what we're celebrating. I hit 113 members this morning. So, yay! Which is so <laughs> exciting. And this membership is amazing. And it's like $35 per month, right? It's 35 bucks a month, yeah. So it's like a no-brainer. So yeah. definitely <laughs> Thank you for saying shows. that because that's how I feel. <laughs> right? Exactly. There you go. It's like, uh, duh, you want to get out of this? <laughs> so good. Yeah. And I love what you said about community because that's so big. Because even with my private coaching that I like rewired and reworked and stuff like that, even for me now, like it's so community is such a big thing for me as well. And I grew up in the theater community where you had this sacred space where you could literally come in, come as you were, no matter how strange, how weird, how emotional, how stressed out, how whatever you were. And you were just so accepted no matter what on every single level. And that was so powerful. And I wanted to give other people a chance to have that sacred space Yep. for that. So even like my private coaching, I've shifted it now where I have these for in-person retreats and like that's a huge thing right but yeah that makes a one-on-one feel so much better to me because yeah I get to see these people multiple times like that's awesome it's so cool and then and then it's just for those people and it's just this like private space where you got like the one-on-one support but you still get community because it's so fucking big and we were talking about communication Mm -hmm. and how some people just don't know how to communicate anymore and I feel like it's because we're in this space where we're told in order to get to the top, you have to isolate. In order to get to the top, you have to disconnect. In order to get the, to the top, you have to not have anyone close to you. You have to see everyone as competition and stay Bullshit. in your own lane. Bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> like, that's why I think it's so powerful for you to have this community and you just have this sense of community because I feel like that's both of us. Like yeah. you're doing completely different things, but it's still like so grounded in who we are. It's a huge value of us because when I... I'm not connected to people in my life like you or people who share these same, I guess, outlooks on life or outlooks on business as me or even a different outlooks, but still hold that space for me to feel safe to express who I am. It feels so much better. And I get so much greater results from just being plugged into something bigger than myself than if I was doing myself. So true. Oh my gosh. So true. I I completely agree with that. And it's funny. I told you all the time. I'm like, I love when people sign up for a month obviously, because they're going to get value. But I love when they sign up for a year because it really makes me more deeply rooted in the commitment I have to them. Yes. Oh, that's so (laughs) good. It's so funny because yeah, like when people work with me, I, I, it's like only a year now. That's all I offer is like, Oh, see, I love that. Oh, so good. Right. And people, people who are like, Oh, that's really nerve wracking. And I'm like, Oh, interesting that you find that nerve wracking. What type of commitment are you not making to yourself? Like what scares you for a year of committing to yourself? Like that's really the question. Yeah. Cause that's what it comes down to is it's not committing yeah. to me into, you know, anybody other yes, than yourself. Yeah. 
it's funny that you say that too, because I had another podcast interview this morning and we were mm-hmm. talking about um, before the call and stuff. I told her like the next person that I hire, I want to do a year long because for me, yeah. it's annoying for it to end after three or four months and then have to go find somebody else. Yeah. And even like, and having- explain my business all over again to somebody and get them to yeah. know who I am all over again. I'm like, I just want someone to like learn who I am, know what my goals are and support me for that entire time. Because it's so powerful when someone knows you for like the truth of who you are. This is so funny. This is like all the content that I've been writing today. This is like, it's like, I'm it's so alignment. I love it's so it. Alignment. But it's so funny because that's exactly it. It's like when someone knows the truth of who you are and they love you for that, you don't feel like you have to have a reputation. Or even when you work with coaches for a short amount of time, sometimes I feel like I wear this mask sometimes that I noticed I was doing of, I was never a, a A student, like fucking ever, unless it was in drama. I was like, if I don't have an A plus in theater, I'm gonna cry. But math, I was like, I don't care, fail me. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) I told I was teaching at a school a couple weeks ago. I was teaching because um for Quest Theater is a theater company that I used to work for. And so I was just like teaching as a residency artist. And the funniest thing was I told the grade twos, like they had math class and our rehearsal went over, and I was like, It's okay, you don't need math when you have a drama degree. And then they told their like it was a known thing. And like my grade fives ended up finding out. They're like, Danielle, did you tell like them? So we don't need math if we have a drama degree. And I was like, oh God, what did I do? Shit. <laughs> don't say shit. But what were they even talking about? A year long. Oh, when you, people know yes. the truth of who you are, yes. there's such a deeper connection. And then you don't feel like you have to wear this mask of I'm a really good student and I'm going to get the results because I want your approval instead of doing it like you're doing it for you. And it's a whole year. So your commitment to you goes further than your commitment to the coach. Oh my gosh. You know, it's funny that you say that because in the beginning I was like, I'm going to be Taylor's biggest success story. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, no, I'm going to be my own biggest success story. She'll benefit from it too. But like, I'm not doing it for her. I'm doing it for me. Yes. So. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Me and Taylor had that conversation too. That's so funny. Taylor, we should just like three-way call. Taylor. I know, right? Taylor, what are you up to? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> we have to tag her at this because we're totally promoting all her. She has three open spots right now. Yeah, just a minute ago. <laughs> you can find her at, I think, taylormanningcreative.co or something. Yeah, something. Taylormanning.co something. Just Google Taylor Manning. She'll come we'll up. We'll put it in the show notes as well. <laughs> Oh, but seriously, I love Taylor. Yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> no, but for real. Yeah, Taylor was the one that literally made me um, at her retreat. She made me do voice readings for everyone. What? And I was, like, that's your whole like business thing now. I was like, Taylor, we don't talk about how I do this. I was like, Taylor, <laughs> we don't wait, talk about this. Wait, this this stays in the closet. Yeah. How did- <laughs> and she made me go around and she like made me do voice readings for everyone. And then she made me do a voice this is actually a really funny story. So she makes me do this. Um, she didn't like force me. I mean, like when yeah. I say make me, I mean, she encouraged it highly, but obviously you just, you have to. like, if you know who I am, all you have to do is like, I am so, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, you'll be like, Danielle, you should probably do this. And I'm like, no. And you're like, come on. And I'm like, okay, you've given okay. me. <laughs> so she's like, do you want to do a voice warm up? And I'm like, mm, okay, sure. <laughs> like, that was the, her making me. But I was like, yeah, of course I'd love to. <laughs> so I go and I do it. And I went around and we did like a voice warm up and I took everyone through like their resonators and energy centers Ooh. of like, where their voice sat and like you've all, all obviously done a voice reading with me so you kind of know like where is your voice and where does it sit and what energy is your power center in but where are you like holding back 
Mm. And one of the people at the retreat vomited, like ran to the bathroom, threw up. And it was so funny to me because I'm like, this is normal. Like sometimes I don't want to scare anyone, but sometimes when you do voice work, for me, I drool a lot because I open a lot in my mouth. Like I have this very cheeky, like, haha, cheeky, but I have this like (laughs) cheeky um, voice to me where I try to be really like overly nice and people pleasing. So Mm -hmm. I have a lot of tension in my cheeks. So when I release that, I drool a lot and it's it's super weird. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) I'm always like, I hope everyone had headphones in for that slurp noise. <laughs> but um, anyways, it's like, like, that, like drooling, but somebody, they just got real comfortable with Danny. Yeah, they did. <laughs> you know, oh, well, but somebody, or some people will feel like a weight on their chest is just released and then they'll mm. feel like their shoulders are really sore or because you hold emotions in, in your body and your body's yeah. like the best recording system. So we were going through their solar plexus and then she runs, she vomits, she comes out and I was like, okay, so it's normal. Like I put tissues in the center. I'm like, guys, if your nose runs, that's totally normal. If like weird things happen, that's totally normal. Like give yourself space. Your Mm -hmm. body is literally just releasing. And so sometimes things can happen or you can feel really tired the next day or like normal things, or your voice might feel sore because you've been holding so much tension for so long. It's not that you damage it. It's that you finally let yourself breathe. So like your body's like, what the fuck? So she threw up, she threw up Brittany Reed's food. So I felt so bad. I was like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. But it was hilarious because now it's the story of like, uh-oh, like Danielle made someone throw up at Taylor's retreat. <laughs> when she came back out, I was like, amazing. And after that, her voice dropped so much into her stomach. And she actually, her voice sits in her solar plexus, but she was talking in her chest. So like, no wonder. Yeah, it was amazing. gosh. That is incredible. Wow, that's so cool. I love that. See, and you know, working with the coach, you can find out things that go into your true potential. Yeah, seriously, because, and I was just so scared, Shillis, of like talking about it because I'm like, no one's going to understand. I'm just like a misunderstood, angsty artist. Like, no one gets it. (laughs) But now it's like what I fucking do and I'm really good at it. Now I leave Um, like that. Yeah, I know. That's so crazy because that's exactly how I felt about hashtags. I was like... That's weird. Like, who wants to be known as like the hashtag girl? Like, don't see value in it. People are like, "What the fuck do you mean? How do you hashtag? You just go hashtag whatever." And I'm like, "Well, actually, no, that's not." But you know, yeah, because there's a whole you. process behind it, right? Like, mm-hmm. maybe like you can speak to that. If people are like, "Why does it matter if I do okay. hashtags?" Okay. Let's give you a little quick hashtag bomb because this is probably, so I teach a masterclass, it's free and everybody keeps telling me I should charge for it, but I want to just like teach people because I feel like a lot of people aren't educated on hashtags. So in the the masterclass that I teach, I teach 10 tips, but there's one tip that like, if I could get everybody to learn about why hashtags matter, this is why. There's banned hashtags on Instagram. Okay, and yes. I heard you talking about this and I was like, I don't know what that means. So please. Yeah, it's okay. Most people, most people don't. So what a banned hashtag is, is when you go to that specific hashtag, Instagram will have a note. So um, if you, all of you who are listening, if you press pause or go to your phone and you type in hashtag Snapchat. Oh, I want to do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it together. So type in hashtag and when you go there, I'm doing it too. We're going to, we're going to. So hashtag Snapchat with yeah. the ghost or without the ghost? Um, without the ghost. Okay. It's 47.6 million posts. So click on it. Yeah. And then click recent. 
you see that message? So for all of you who aren't on your phone, it says recent posts from hashtag Snapchat are currently hidden because the community has reported some content that may not meet Instagram's community guidelines. Basically what this means is spam accounts and porn accounts were using this hashtag in excess to try to get to as many people as they possibly can. And instead of, because there's 1 billion people on Instagram, Obviously, yeah. Instagram doesn't even have enough team members to handle that amount of content that people are posting every day. And obviously, they monitored the content because they don't want to see a bunch of boobs and penises and gross stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to see that either. Like, We don't want to see the dick pics, y'all. No, no thanks. Like, that's fine. Um, and so what they do is they ban hashtags mm-hmm. to kind of control that. So what people don't understand is if you use one banned hashtag, it can stop your other 29 hashtags from working because Instagram has algorithms and stuff set up to think that if you're using a banned hashtag, even if you're using it on accident, that you are posting inappropriate stuff. And so if you're going to use hashtags, you should never use a banned hashtag. And what people don't understand is that, yes, hashtag penis, hashtag titties, hashtags you know, vagina. Yeah, they're all banned. But hashtags like Snapchat, beauty blogger, Easter, those are all banned too. Wow. I'm like checking on my hashtags now. (laughs) I'm surprised I haven't been using any that are banned. That's good. That's really, really good. So yeah, because what happens is, is you use one bad one and then it makes all the other ones stop working. And hashtags are, uh, I view, because you're only allowed 30, I view each individual hashtag as an opportunity to connect with your ideal client. And so if they're not working, it's, it's lessening your chance of connecting with your soulmate people online. And so we don't want that to happen. We want you to make the most, and your content deserves to be seen. Like you're mm-hmm. sitting here, you're creating this amazing stuff. You're speaking from your heart. You're speaking your truth. You want people to be able to see this. And so if you use one bad hashtag, it can potentially really hold you back from reaching the right people. What's the number one thing that you see people do? I guess this might be it, but what's the one, number one thing that you kind of shake your head at and you're like, Oh my God, no, if they only knew. (laughs) So ban hashtags, probably number one. Number two is just big hashtags. People who use hashtags with like 60 million views that aren't banned um, because they think that the bigger the hashtag, the more people that are going to see it when really the reason those hashtags get banned is because they get so big is because they get abused by porn accounts and spam accounts. And really, if you use a smaller hashtag, I recommend 10,000, 500,000 uses. Um, but if you use a smaller hashtag and that's, so that's what my hashtag society is. Every single hashtag that's in there, all 6,000 of them has been handpicked by me. And it is in, um, from 10,000 to 500,000. So they're like backed up with like... They're backed up. Science. Yeah, and we (laughs) check them, right? Science. And we check them every single month so to make sure that they're not banned. So you don't have to do the research. So it's it's a time-saving tool and it's also like a learning tool because I have trainings and stuff in there. But um, yeah, so I I would say like just because a hashtag is huge doesn't mean that it's going to get you more reach. Mm, that's so good. And that masterclass, is that just like pre-recorded? 
Um, no, it's actually, I teach it live about once a month. I haven't put it on evergreen because I just like teaching it so much. So mm-hmm. I'm actually teaching it. I'll give you the link, but I'm yeah, teaching I was going to say, can we finish it up? Yeah. yeah. Um, November 29th. So I'm teaching it again soon. So, um, I'll give you that, but it's really, it's super juicy. Like even if you never even invested in me and you just took this masterclass, like I've had so many testimonials just for this free masterclass because Damn. it's, I just, I, well, I'm about bringing value because we all know we've all been to those master classes where they promised all this shit and then you left like, why the fuck was I spending an hour of my time on that? <laughs> oh my God, yes. And I love it because you're also so passionate about what you do and you're so knowledgeable. And I feel like that changes everything too because even me, like all the a lot of the stuff that I did in the past, I was like, yeah, it's good. But it wasn't like... I, I guess like a year from then, like looking back, I wouldn't promote the same stuff that I was doing then. Yeah. But the stuff that I'm doing now, it's like, this is fucking gold. And I can feel that energy backing this masterclass right now oh, from you. It's, you're you. like, this is fucking gold. So everyone yeah. needs to sign up. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've had many people tell me they've never heard someone talk about Instagram or hashtags in the way that I do because well I just have different views than most people like we were talking about earlier when you were like what are we going to talk about about how so many people are like nervous to have people unfollow them and yes. I live for unfollows like bitch bye like and not in a mean <laughs> nasty way but it's like I don't want people following me just to follow me. I want people to follow me because they engage with me and they open conversation and they want to build connection. Like social media is meant to be social. And if you're going to just sit on my followers list and you don't care about anything that I say, why are you there? Oh, that's so good. It's (laughs) so true. Like, no, I don't. Cause guess what? There's a million Instagram coaches. There's a million different, you know, there, I don't know how many voice coaches or hashtag coaches there are, but there's probably other ones and there's other ones for a reason. So if you don't feel connected to me, go connect to someone else. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's so many people freak out about like the number of followers that they have. I literally know people who've made millions of dollars who don't even have social media. Oh, damn. So, so boom. Yeah. Like you don't need, like I had a friend the other day. She's like, I hate Facebook. She's like, I hate it. Every time I go on there, I feel creepy. I'm like, girl, then get off fucking Facebook. Because guess what? When you're showing up, doesn't matter what social media platform, if you're showing up because you feel like you have to, your clients are never going to resonate with you anyways. Because that energy does not lie. Energy does not fucking lie. And so if you're resenting a platform and you're only showing up because your coach told you you had to, or somebody told you that you had to, it's going to come across in such a negative way. So you might as well save your energy for only Instagram or only Facebook or only Pinterest or whatever it is that you like in-person networking and put your energy into the thing that you actually like versus spreading yourself thin on all these platforms that you actually don't need, which mm-hmm. most <laughs> social media people don't ever preach um, not to use social media. <laughs> and that's why I never tell anybody what to do. Like, do my hashtags work? Hell yeah, they do. But you don't have to have my hashtags for it to work. It's just a tool to to progress you in um, a way that maybe you hadn't thought about before. Mm, that's so good. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. I can literally talk about like hashtags all day. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> Which is so good. And that's exactly when, isn't it not so funny? Because normally the one thing that you're resisting talking about because you think it's weird or you think it's like, oh my God, is the thing that you're meant to talk about because you can't shut up about it. That's like how I feel about voice, especially yeah. like when I started talking about it, I was like, guys, I'm real weird. Here, let me tell you how geeky I am. 
<laughs> but it's so true. Like communication, connection, voice is something that I'm just so passionate about. And what's really cool is that you're passionate about it because you have so much backing to it too. It's like, you aren't just regurgitating other people's shit. Like you have your own thoughts, beliefs and stuff like that. Like me. Oh, that's so true. I never thought about it that way, but that is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. That's why you can't shut up about it is because it's something that you actually genuinely believe in. You're not just regurgitating people's shit. Like I could see a million other voice coaches and I won't be like, Oh my God, they're teaching on that. So I can't, because I'm like, Oh, you want to know my thoughts? <laughs> yeah, like actually, because there are people who believe that you should only use giant hashtags. And like, that's cool. Like that works for them. Good for them. But like, you're going to talk to me. We're going to get a whole nother conversation going. Yeah. Oh my God. And the people who like teach public speaking actually make me want to like cry. I'm just like, oh my God, no. Like, yeah. no, don't do it. <laughs> because they're like, you go up there and you have to have cue cards and you do this. And then you also do this. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds real authentic. Yeah. Well, that sounds like that sucks. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> no, Why do you think public speaking is like the number one fear in the world? Like, yeah, it's because there's so much bullshit around it, but it's just so funny and so amazing. So this launch has been so amazing and successful for you. What would you attribute the number one thing that changed? Cause you talked about social media mindset and you talked about some things before we hit record. What are some things that you can talk about that you felt you really leaned into that made this such a massive success? Um, number one, I would say I stopped feeling so resistant to being the hashtag girl. Mm. I, I decided to like own own it. I and just spilled coffee all the way down my shirt. But I, didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see it. Oh my God. I was like, oh, that's, that's real wet. Okay. But keep going. Hashtag girl. <laughs> it's not warm, but thank God. But. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think number one was I stopped resisting um, my gifts, talents, skills, and abilities. So good. Um, because I think so many people resist them, especially like you said, if it feels weird or like something somebody, cause like for me, well, cause that was like, I tried to be a social media manager, but I couldn't like, I legitimately, I had, and it, and it was driving me insane. Even Joe and I got in so many fights about it. Cause he was like, you're so good at this. Like, why can't you sell it? And I took like me Ooh. really digging deep into like, cause it, cause it doesn't make sense to you when you're like, I know what I'm doing. Why can't I do it for other people? And it's, the resistance and, um, I can't sell your shit. Like you can, mm. you can't, I can't be your voice. Yeah. Oh. Especially like, it's one thing for like a product-based business. Like if mm-hmm. you run it like a, an artisanal, not even artisanal soaps. Like, I don't know why that was the example. Yeah, that was a really specific example. <laughs> like you're like, we're like, like for me, I'd be like fancy soaps, but you're like, yeah. artisanal soaps. <laughs> even then though, I don't even think I could sell that as good because I don't know the energy and love that you put into making your soap. Mm-hmm. You no, know, because actually I thought, do you ever follow anybody who makes soap on Instagram? It's actually really interesting. <laughs> oh my God. No, but one of my friends makes candles. Shout out oh, to Catherine and Lace. Same kind of thing. It's so intriguing yeah. to me, but, um, let's just say like a toy, like a big brand box store or whatever. Like yeah. they have social media teams because it's not personal, but when your brand is so personal, mm-hmm. why would you want to hand that off to somebody who doesn't even fucking know who you are? Oh Yeah that's where the disconnect was, was I wanted to work with people who have coaching businesses and have personal businesses. And then they'd hire me. And then I would feel like 
uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to, cause I don't know your voice. I don't like, I can, and I could talk to you all day long, but no one's going to be able to communicate with your audience like you. And so like, no one can talk about hashtags and as passionately like I can. So mm-hmm. I would never like give that to somebody else. And so I, uh, I think I leaned into this is what I'm good at, even though it might seem a little weird. And I think also to like, because hashtags and social media, like not that it's a trend. I don't think that any, it's going anywhere anytime soon, but it's also a little scary to like, like your voice and voice work's never going to go away. But I don't know if hashtags are going to be around forever. And I think that's something that I was resistant to, but I'm going to fucking be the best hashtag person that could possibly be as long as hashtags are around. Yeah. And the day that that goes away, it's not like I'm not multi-passionate and I can't do something else and it might not ever go away. But I think that I was scared of that because I didn't want to like put all this energy behind this business that might not be attainable, but right now it is right now it's working. So like, don't try to, you know, don't get into your head too much, Courtney, about something that's not even like true or you don't even know. But I think we all do that. It's like, is this going to be around long-term? And to be honest, like Joe and I, have a lot of dreams of running. Like I invented a dog treat that I'm going to turn into a business. <laughs> yeah. I don't really tell many people, but I invented this dog treat that I've been making for my dog for a couple of years now. Amazing. And we want to be VCs. Like we want to fund, well, I want to fund a bunch of women-based businesses. And like, Amazing. there's a lot of other stuff that I want to do. And so like, I have to make this stuff work and own it and do the best that I possibly can so that I can impact the world in other ways. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was just get the fuck out of my own way. Yes. That's so powerful too. And I love that you're like, well, yeah, voice work will always be there, but I can honestly tell you how many times I have been on social media and been like, well, fuck, like, why am I even teaching this shit? And I think that everyone has moments Uh, of like that. I'm glad that you said that because I was like, I don't know if everybody feels that way. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally like thinking today, I sat down and I was um, writing content and stuff like that with one of my friends who knows me really well. She's known me since high school. And which is really cool because we've been on such different paths, but now she like actually gets me and she takes a lot of pictures for my social media. And she's just like, my number one fan. You'll see her everywhere. Her name is Sam Tastic. And she's like, Oh, oh I've seen Sam. Yes. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam is. I feel like I know you, Sam. You're I know you're listening. So Sam, I feel like I know you. <laughs> no, you know, I told her I was like, people are probably like, why is Daniel so in love with Sam? Because even on my live streams, like I always feel this calling to do a live stream, like right before Sam like comes over or something. And in the live stream, I'm always like, sorry, one sec guys, Sam just texted me. Um, I just need like, oh, Sam's on her way, everyone. <laughs> you just wait. But anyways, we were just sitting and I was just talking to her and I disconnected from my mission because I was like, oh my God, well, I'm not, because the old Danny was like, if I'm not selling numbers, I can't do this. Like that was the old Danny because once again, like, Oh, this, if I, if I actually lean into my art, it'll be a struggling artist thing. And I don't want to do that. So I have to like hide it. I always say like trying to feed dog medicine through a piece of cheese. Like I have to like feed it through the cheese and the cheese is like the results and the numbers and, and all that stuff. And I thought I had to be like, this medicine in the cheese <laughs> existential I know exactly what you're talking about because my grandma used to always have to do that to her dog so I can like right? visualize it perfectly right so like the cheese was like all these fucking financial results which is amazing but I was just talking to Sam and I'm like you know what like it's really cool that people get really incredible financial results with me and like duh that's a thing that just happens when you really step into who you are but what I'm really fucking passionate about is the fact and we were just talking about this because this is like on my mind so much today is that 
no, there's no such thing as self-made. There's no such thing as in order to get to the top, you have to like isolate yourself. And there's no fucking such thing as you know what? Success is lonely and success is whatever. That's just a bullshit lie that we're fed because we're like, it's like this weird shame spiral that getting political, the patriarchy, but like, really (laughs) it's like to keep it in line. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, well you don't want to be successful because if you do, you'll lose everything you love. Oh my God. I can't rant about this. Like, but it's like such bullshit. And that's, really what I'm passionate about because I see so many people who are like multiple six figure earners or they have a Ted talk or like I've had people who I've talked to who have already had a TEDx talk like years ago and they feel like a failure now because they don't feel like the same person that was up on that stage. So when people come down and say, you did so amazing. I watched your Ted talk. It changed my life. They're like, well, I didn't change your life. That person did. And they're so disconnected from their own success. Right. And then they're numbing out with like alcohol relationships, Mm -hmm. like drugs sometimes. And that's why so many artists, I believe, even because I've had friends in like the film industry and I've had friends who I've seen go through really hard things where they get a really amazing opportunity. They go to the top school in all of Canada for acting and then they don't get jobs after. And now they're like, well, I accomplished so much. Why am I not happy? And it's like, I'm here to fucking remove that disconnection and replug people back into their shit. But I had to sit down with Sam Mm. and be like, hey, like (laughs) after this tangent that I went on, I'll tell you guys why (laughs) this is important. (laughs) But I had to sit down with Sam and I just looked at her and I was like, can I just say this out loud to you? Because I feel like, everything that I've been doing in the past couple of days is irrelevant because I haven't been connected to this because I've been so fucking focused on what are the results that I get people. Mm. And I'm like, this is the mission. Like this right here is the mission and it's so powerful. So why am I convincing myself that I have to be the cheese when I can just be the medicine? Oh my God. Yes. That's so, you know, it's so funny. Like, so I just had like a really bad, I had a flop of a lunch. Actually, that's what my podcast was about with this other girl this morning. Oh my God. And, yes. Um, let's talk about that. Too. I think it's so powerful because yeah, yeah. I could talk about that. Oh yes. Let's, let's. And it was like a really big thing that I was going to be doing. And I, it, I ended up canceling it and which was, which is never fun, especially after you've told 20,000 people about it. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh. So what? And I, like, it doesn't matter if you have a big audience or a little audience. I'm not saying just because I have a big audience, it was embarrassing. I would, oh, I would have still been embarrassed. Yeah. If I have 50 people that I told them. Oh yeah. And so, um, I actually, because you have, com- so the, the cool thing is like, we're very, we're like the same person. <laughs> we really are. Like, yeah, I feel like for me, it's embarrassing because I have always been the person who people can rely on. And yeah. that's like one of the things that I really pride myself on is like, I'm punctual and I, I'm a hard worker and I do all these things. I'm the good girl, quote unquote, good girl. So of yeah. course you can rely on me, but when you start to launch something and it doesn't go the way that you want it to go, or it doesn't go, or maybe you lose sight of your vision or your mission or something like that. And you cancel it or you step back from it. You feel like a fucking failure. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. So, so true. And so like, I actually went live in my group and I like cried to everybody, all 2000 members. And I was like, I love you so much. (laughs) I love you. And it was really because I wanted, I don't, so I made a commitment to my, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years, but I've been in the online space for five Mm -hmm. and 
um, before I like became like, I was at a blogger influencers, like where I started. And I remember going to my therapist and crying on the floor because I felt like everybody's life on, in- on the internet and Instagram looked perfect. And mine didn't, I was working two, three jobs. My boyfriend was severely depressed. We couldn't pay the bills. He kept getting laid off from his job. And I was like, mm-hmm. why the fuck are we doing everything in our power? And we're like so unhappy yet. Everybody on Instagram looks like they're going on these amazing vacations. And like, I, I really felt less than, and so I made like this commitment to myself that if I was going to do this and I was going to put myself out there as like an influencer, I don't even like really consider myself that. Like mm-hmm. someone called me their mentor yesterday and I like kind of felt a little uncomfortable. <laughs> You're like, what? Oh my God. Yeah. That's like when people tell me that they fangirl over me and I'm like, really? Like, do you hear the jokes that I make? Like you probably right. do. <laughs> are you sure you can't find someone better? Like, yeah. <laughs> But I'm like, oh my God, they, it's so funny. Like when people are nervous to meet me in person, I'm like, why? Like, do you, why? I'm like, I'm like the Amy Schumer of the coaching industry. And I'm really proud of that. Like you just come yeah. say hi. <laughs> well, you're the same person off the camera as you are on the camera. Oh, a hundred percent. And that's what I strive to be too. And that was why I yeah. felt comfortable crying to my audience. Cause I wanted them to see the bad because I feel like in the beginning, if I would have saw that I would have been a different person in that moment because I would have not felt so alone. And so we oh, hear so these good. people about these $100,000 launches, $50,000 launches, even $10,000 launches. And we hear about that, but you don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see the bullshit. You don't see all the failures that it took to get to that fucking point. Um, you don't see me. I was sitting in this very moment, just almost 12 months ago when I was trying to get my business off the ground after leaving a job in this industry and trying to do my own thing. And my power got shut off for non-payment. Like you don't see that. Mm -hmm. And people, um, assume that everything's fine and dandy when it's not. And so I always like made it a point to like go out of my way to talk about the bad. And, um, that's just because I want to be real with people. I want them to see the good and the bad so that they don't feel like less than whenever they have the bad happening to them because it happens. I love that. So, much. And I was personally affected by it, like to the point where my mental health was not good. (laughs) So it's funny now because like I've gotten past that, thank God, but like literally people take their lives based on what they see on Instagram. And so like, I'm not going to be a part of that. Yeah. And it's so wild because even I was having a conversation with, um, on one of my other episodes with Yitz Goldberg, if anyone's listening to this, they want to go listen to that. Um, cause we both talk about masks, but he's a social worker. So he, like, he has a whole different, it's really cool, but like the masks that we wear, but I was talking to him about, I just had this realization that I was started getting severely affected, like mental health wise on p- other people's social media. And mm-hmm. I was just so obsessed with it. And I'm like, why can I not like stop scrolling? And it was every single moment that I felt not good enough. I was like plugged into numbing out on social media. I'm like, well, this obviously is not helping this fucking bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. I realized that I was doing it in person too. And this is something that I don't think we realize is that you will never know someone 110%. You see people in snapshots of who they are in on social media, but also in person. Like a lot of people see me, I don't know. They'll like see me in a coffee shop and they'll be like, Oh, hi. And they're like, Oh, Danielle's always at coffee, coffee shops. What they don't see is me fucking crying on the floor because something didn't work out in my business or whatever. Or they'll see me. Like, I remember this one time I was walking into a boxing class and this girl who I couldn't remember her name. I still can't. It sucks. But she (laughs) she came and she said hi to me. And I was in a rush. I was like, hi, like, and I couldn't put my finger on her name. And I was just like, oh yeah, like, are you coming to boxing? No, like I got to go run, but think, like, hey, what's up? 
And I went into boxing and I felt like such a dick because I'm like, oh, I was such an asshole to her. She's probably like, Danielle's such a bitch. But then I thought, I'm like, no, she saw this one snapshot. Like, why do we do this to ourselves and to other people? That we see one snapshot. We're like, oh, this is their entire life. And I need to live up to this one snapshot of who they are. And this happens in our business too, because I feel like when you try to be something else, like, I don't know if you've ever dealt with this. I definitely have over and over. And I feel like that makes me me like an expert on what I teach you. (laughs) I've done it quite so many times. We have a lot of experience. (laughs) I got a lot of experience. Um, But yeah, you see someone and you're like, oh, I have to try to be them almost. Mm -hmm. And then you look at a 2D image and you being a 3D person have to try to fucking Ugh. fit into this 2D image oh that God. you feel so disconnected with. And that's why you're like, I don't know who I am anymore. Or you try so hard to be them that you're like, why the fuck isn't it working for me? It worked for them. Well, no, you're looking at it. Well, we're completely image. different people. Yeah. What works for you is not going to always work for me. And, and exactly. that's the thing too, with coaching is like, I have people who are like hire me and like, what exactly did you do? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like this is about not just about what I did because I'm a totally different person than you. Yes. Like even if you were yeah. teaching the exact same, well, that's why someone can't go buy your program, read through it and try to sell it. And they will, they will never have success yep. because they're not you. Mm-hmm. And well, that's the thing I preach about too, is like success looks so different for every single person. There's literally farmers in the middle of Iowa because obviously I'm an American. So I don't know any farms in Canada. Alberta. I live in Alberta. So it'd be like the same. We live right by Montana. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and they're right in the middle of this little tiny town making maybe $30,000 a year. And they have six beautiful, healthy children. And to them, that is the most successful moment of their life. Yeah. And, and you can't take that away from them. And so like, that's why I always tell people like, Find out what success looks like for you, not just because somebody had a big launch and you want that too, because you could get all the money in the world and still not feel successful. Um, Because uh, it's funny too, because after I had that whole like flop of a launch, which I don't consider a failure, I consider it a lesson. Yeah. But after I had that flop, a lot of shit came up for me after I had that talk with my my people. And what I realized is like, I was attaching my self-worth to my net worth. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was every time that I would look at my bank account, cause Joe and I have had a lot of, um, arguments about like why he's like, I always feel like you get to live in la la land and I have to deal with the real responsibilities of life because I've been leaving all the bills and stuff to him. And I'm just like, I'll just make the money you deal with it. And <laughs> that doesn't work out. Let me just tell you, but I never told him before. He thought I was just being irresponsible, but I actually never told him. And I finally opened up to him like a couple days ago. Like this is real raw and fresh. Oh, <laughs> clear communication. The power of clear communication. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I opened up to him and I told him that the reason I haven't been looking at the bank account is because if it's not where I want, then I don't feel worth shit. And so I'd rather just not look than, um, than, than to look. And he was like, oh, we're the same really? person. I know. Right. And he was just like, babe, that's like he, and he was so understanding, but it was funny because we've had so many arguments about the bank account and like me, cause like I got locked out cause I forgot my password <laughs> and I like, wouldn't, <laughs> we reset. are the same person. <laughs> I wouldn't reset it. And he was like, like any sane person would look at their bank account. And I was just like leaning on him to just like take care of it. And it's like, that wasn't fair to him, but I also didn't really realize until that whole, and I a hundred percent believe with every fiber of my being, the universe had that flop so that I could grow because next time, um, you know, if, cause if you can't be okay with your own money story and stuff, like you're never going to be able to sell anyways. Like there's all these things that have to add up. So it was just really crazy because like, I didn't even realize 
And, but it felt good to go through that, all that. And like, I came out on the other side feeling so much more in tune with myself than I ever have before, which is really cool. And then also it came like a really learning growing moment for Joe and I. Um, but yeah, it was, it's insane because so many people just associate, like if they don't make X amount of dollars, they're not successful. And it's like, does that like to me? And it's funny because I'm trying really hard to get back to what success means for me. And like five years ago, if you would ask me what success means to me, it would be having a family, um, being a mom and like just inspiring other people. And so like, I've, I've put so much focus on making money and now I'm just trying to put more energy into serving others and the money will come with that. Mm, that's so good. I had that exact realization like Ugh. a couple of days ago too. So Wait, for stop. Yeah. Stop. This is two bodies, one soul. That's the name like, of <laughs> Two bodies, one soul. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck. That's amazing. It's so funny. Okay. But, um, I had this exact realization because actually, okay, this, it might've been a couple, no, like maybe like a couple weeks ago, I was going into this space, doing some training for when I was going to do a residency. And mm-hmm. so I go into this space and there's this place in Calgary called Sea space. And it's like all these, all these artists like took over this old boys home, essentially, or boys home, boys school. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> school so it's like kind of a creepy building but you walk inside and there's like puppets coming out of the walls and like not creepily but like really cool and like murals painted everywhere and like the lighting fixtures are all artwork and everything's art and I left and I fucking had a freaking panic attack in my car being like oh my god like I'm so disconnected from everything of who I was and literally I texted Uh, Dana and I was like Dana are you awake in Croatia she called me right away she's like what's going on and I was like I think we all I just, need a Dana in our life. Right. We all need a Dana. And I'm like, oh my God, like I just want to quit everything and I'm just gonna be a struggling artist. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what happened? And I was like, I realized that I like years ago, my one goal, even when I came out of the womb, my one goal was to live a life where I was supported and I made art. Mm. And I helped empower others to make art and get paid for making their art. Oh. Now so, art is everything self-expression. It's fucking yeah. speaking on stage. It's selling your shit. It's creating the work that is on your heart. Everything is art. Life is fucking art. Amen. And amen. It ain't, it ain't <laughs> Sunday, but we in church today. <laughs> we in church today. And it was just like, I just had a moment where I'm like, oh, I, like, where am I living art right now? Like, where am I, where is my art? And that's when I like really came up with like the sacred self-expression thing and like how it's a sacred part of who I was. And I needed to plug back into that. But I got into the point where I was like, oh, if I'm not making this much online, I fucking suck and I'm irrelevant. Mm. And it's just bullshit lies. Complete bullshit. Because um, if that was the truth, then what about all these other average Joe people? Not to say that in a bad way, that just have regular jobs and they're so happy. I was going to say not to say a bad way with Joe behind you. Well, he actually walked out, but yeah. Joe's over there. Average Joe, you know. <laughs> but like they have corporate jobs and they're literally so happy. And yeah. like they just they go to work, they serve, and they come home to their families and they don't mm-hmm. desire to like reach millions of people on the internet and they're still successful in their own mind. And so that's that was like a big thing for me. It was like, what does success actually fucking mean to you, Courtney? And stop trying to make everybody else's view of success your own because then you get so disconnected from the work that you're trying to do and so I've been that's where I've been I've been on like this real deep spiritual because for me 
I, over the last year, have worked my ass off on my business mindset and I've gotten really to a good place in my business mindset, but I've just let so many things in my personal life go on the wayside. Like I could go down a rabbit hole, like me with gaining weight. The reason that I haven't been able to lose the weight is because I didn't feel worthy of a strong, sexy body. Mm, we're the so, same person. Uh, we really are the same person. I know. I'm like, yep, yeah, this is pretty much one mind. <laughs> Two bodies, one soul. <laughs> yes. Because like, I don't like to work out and I, and I never understood why. And it wasn't until like the last couple of months that I really started looking into like, whenever I resist something, why do I resist it? And the reason I resist working out is because I didn't think that I was worthy of that body. I've had a lot of sexual like trauma and like unfortunate things that happened to me as a kid. And instead of like facing the music, I've been, uh, you know, putting it in the closet and shoving everything in there like a kid and trying to get it to stay shut and not come out and just look so good on my business. And what I've realized is I'm never going to be as successful in my business as I want and reach all the things and goals and things that I want until I handle all this shit in my closet too. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now is like trying to just unveil the fun slash not fun stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that so much. So coming back from like the flop of a launch and having the success of what this is, what has been the biggest shift for you to really find that momentum again, coming back from like crying in your Facebook group to like (laughs) feeling like you're really celebrating a big milestone. What was that big momentum and shift for you that allowed you to come to this moment right now? Yeah. So for me, it's whenever I focus on service and helping others, um, is when I feel my best. I've always been that way. Like, that's why I was always so good at any job that I ever had. Like you said, the good girl. I know I wasn't always a functional girl, but I did a good job at everything. (laughs) (laughs) But we're close. I was like the, the girl who, if I was late, I would like text and be like, Oh my God. Hopefully none of my previous bosses are listening. I'd be like, Oh my God. Traffic is so bad. There's construction. And it's just, it went crazy. And then I'd be so late one time. Oh my God. There's so many times where I would message my friend, Charlotte, Charlotte, if you're listening to it, shout out. But when I was a makeup artist, I'd be like, Oh my God, Charlotte, I'm going to be like a half an hour late. She'd be like, okay. (laughs) Oops, please. That's so funny. Cause I went on Instagram stories one time and I was like, you guys, I have food poisoning. And I was like, this really sucks. But you know, what's funny. This is the first time I really ever had food poisoning, but all my bosses think that I've had food poisoning. And my boss who follows me, text me, message me back. You bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's like in a funny, nice way, but I was dying because I was like, that's hella funny because someone who's going to listen to this is going to be like, Oh my God, Danny, I knew it. I knew yeah. you were always late. I knew it. But it's so funny because one time I was literally sitting in the, I, I lied through my fucking teeth. I got really, really intoxicated the night before. And I was like 19 and I like pulled into, I don't even know how I, like, I'm not saying I'm the best. Okay. <laughs> I drove probably in a state that I wasn't supposed to drive in. And it was, it was a short distance, but it doesn't matter guys. I'm not an advocate for driving when you're really, really hungover. But I like drove into um, the, the parking stall in the basement and I called my boss and I was like, okay, so here's the situation. I have food poisoning. I might throw up in my car. I'm sitting downstairs in the parking lot. Do you want me to come in? And she's like, no, I don't. And I was like, thank God. And then I took a nap in my car and I drove home, but I was very hungover. And yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but to go back to what you said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 business thing. Bring it back. 
um we could like literally do this all day I know that's Um, amazing uh but I think for me it was like yeah serving uh, when I when I focus on serving others and I focus on showing up for others and not just others but for myself like serving myself to my highest good like feeding myself good healthy food or not because that's what I need in that moment you know what I mean and like when I focus, cause for me, the more that I get focused on the money, which I feel like is what this space just kind of does to you. And you have to be really aware. Um, well, it's like the whole, like whose dick is bigger, but it's like, whose bank account's bigger. Like that's what it is. That's literally the best description I've ever heard. Right. Cause that's like the most masculine, like what, how many numbers are your big account? Like just ridiculous. And we're moving further and further away. Figure, I'm an eight figure earner. Yeah. Right. Figures, you know what you want to see how big like, my dick is? Like, yeah. let's see, let's Whip it up, Courtney. Where's the receipts? Come on. (laughs) Where are the receipts? (laughs) But um, so yeah, so I after that was a really humbling experience of that flopping, and I learned a lot about myself. And I realized that the reason that it didn't work was because as much as I want to serve people, I think I went in it at all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And so um now I know when I come back, like I think the hashtag file society has been so successful is because I've always wanted to serve and it's always been authentic to who I was from day one. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that was me getting caught up in everybody else is doing masterminds. Why don't I do something like that? And so instead of it taking the time to really like come up with a program that I think was more aligned with what I, who I am, I kind of just threw something together, thought it was a good time to offer it. And then it didn't sell. And not to say that if anybody would have joined that, they wouldn't have gotten results or had success, but it wasn't a true alignment with who I am. And you probably wouldn't have had fun because that's, that's the one thing I feel like when stuff like that does sell, you're like, yeah, awesome. And people get amazing results, but you almost like, it's not fun. Yeah. It could be so much more fun. So much more fun. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Cause for me, like hashtag research is fun. Like I'm such a nerd. I like that stuff. Like, yeah. And for me, that sounds awful. <laughs> so I'd be someone who would need to That's be- why you pay me and I do it for you. Right. Exactly. That's, that's why people pay other people to do things that aren't their zone of genius. A hundred percent. And, and, and so that's, that was the biggest shift for me was like realizing one that like, this is what I'm good at. So fucking own it. Not just that I'm good at, but I like, Mm -hmm. I actually like, I actually believe in, I actually like, like you said, if it's something that you can talk about over and over and over again and like get really excited and passionate about it, like it's your zone of genius, like own it, no matter if it's voice, if it's hashtags, if it's whatever. I mean, there's garbage men who love what they do. Yeah. You don't see my them brother, complaining. Yeah. My brother, Sasquatch is what we call him. What I call him. <laughs> Squatchy. Um, but he drives waste management trucks and he's like, I fucking love it. And I'm like, okay. Like you're weird, but all right. But we need that though. At we the need same that. time. Like we need people. And that's what I've come to realize too, is like, I'm like, why doesn't everybody want to be an entrepreneur? But then I was like, oh, well, I kind of need people to like support me. And like, if they were an entrepreneur, like oh, yeah. that wouldn't work out. So like, a hundred percent. Like that would not work out if everyone was like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Then I'd be like, well, fuck, I can't get my groceries at the grocery store. Like where am I skip the dishes? Like, right. Like, not that that's like better or worse or anything like that. Like I'm not knocking any of those jobs, but I even like makeup artists, like one of my friends, um, from that was a makeup artist with me. Mm-hmm. I got a job offer. Like I still got makeup artists. People, like people are still like, Danielle, you still do makeup? And I'm like, no, but I know so many people that I would love to pass this opportunity off of. And one oh, of the nice. greatest things is that if everyone was a public speaker, 
then the, this specific person who went and talked at this massive event in Calgary, my friend Shannon did the makeup for it. Mm-hmm. And because I was like, here, I don't do it, but let me get you a girl who I know that I believe in, I support. And this is like her fucking number one passion. Yeah. Gave it to her. And she was able to make this one speaker look amazing on stage and sit in on all these like personal development events. Not that she would ever be like, oh, I want to be a speaker. But if everyone was a speaker, you, there wouldn't be all these other art forms like makeup artistry and all these amazing other things. Or like not everyone's a director, not everyone's an actor, not everyone's a stage manager, not everyone's a wedding cake designer. Like we need everything. Yep. We need all of the different things for it to actually work. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about society is like, we're all given these such specific gifts and and desires because we all fit together like a puzzle piece. And the only reason why there's scarcity even fucking exists is because you see someone fit into their puzzle piece and you're like, God damn it. I don't know where mine is. So you try to like get to there first, like, fuck you. I'm going to get your puzzle piece. (laughs) And you're like, not even. Dude. Your puzzle piece can be right there. That is so fucking true because even when I first got into this it was like I was seeing these influencers and they had big audiences they were building communities and they were doing what they loved and that's why I wanted to become an influencer because I thought that's what I wanted and so when I started doing that and it didn't feel in alignment it took a lot a lot of time to get to where I'm at now Mm -hmm. um but it's so funny because yeah that's what I was just like they're doing it they look so happy I'm gonna do that and it was like that's not what you're meant to do, Courtney. Like, that's not you. But there are still attributes to what they were doing that made sense for me, like the community exactly. thing. And so it's so funny. Which is why that. you need to go through all those things because then you like pick up little like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece yep. of candy. Ooh, piece of well, candy. Well, like becoming an influencer taught me about social media and hashtags. Yeah. So thank it God. All fits in. <laughs> yeah, it all fits in. Amazing. <laughs> this is like the best episode in the world. I'm so excited. Oh my God, I love it. I love it push this out, pop it out, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. So if you could say, leave everyone with one thing, because we could talk for hours and hours. Yeah, we could, we could. This is so good. This is, <laughs> if you could leave everyone with one thing, one piece of advice, one thing, you have a microphone to the world, what would you say? I know so much pressure. I love Dude, making people real. uncomfortable. Um, okay. What would I say? Yeah. Um, Whatever's on your heart right now, like you don't have to put this in stone. Well, the one thing that I'm really passionate about is that you deserve to be highly paid for whatever the fuck that you love to do. And that Mm -hmm. um, don't ever give up on your dreams because you can make anything happen. And I'm proof of that. Oh my God. Yes. Can you tell the story before we, before we leave? We're not going anywhere, but before we end (laughs) this recording, um, can you tell the story about how you were so when we did that voice reading I remember you were in like a really rough place you messaged me and you're like oh my god like stuff is happening and I was just like hey do you want to do a live voice reading in my group and you're like yeah sure because you're amazing and that was hilarious but I remember you literally went from wasn't that when you almost got your power shut off or whatever and then like two days later you like signed a 12k client yeah Can you tell I- the story even yeah. though that's like spark notes, but Courtney's going to tell the story. Right. Yeah. Um, I, well, yeah. So I, la- what was it in 2017 at the end of the year, I got offered a really big position with like a really well-known coach and it just wasn't in alignment with me. So I, and it was like an $80,000 a year job that I got offered, which by the way, was so huge for me because one of my limiting beliefs that I had was that I wasn't worthy of that kind of money unless I had a college degree. So yeah. yeah, So I had to really work through that one, but that was a, that was really big. And so, um, it was really scary as hell, but I decided to say like, 
fuck everybody. I'm going to do my own thing. And here we are, we're sitting in our little teeny tiny apartment. Joe's working for me full time too. So all of our income is riding on this business. Like that's it. We don't have, we didn't even have any savings. And so, um, I, I think I, it was, it was just my money story and which I'm still like working on. Um, but it comes off obviously in layers Mm -hmm. and I, um, I just, I couldn't sign a client client to like save my life. I wasn't attracting the right people or whatever. And I, um, I remember just like crying to the universe cause I got my power shut off, which mm-hmm. I had never, cause that's one thing that like I always prided myself on like pre cause this, these kinds of jobs, like they can be stable, but like it takes a while sometimes to get yeah. them to be that way. It's not like a checks coming in every Thursday, like a quote unquote regular job. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I never was late on a bill ever, like ever. And so when, <laughs> when you don't have money coming in, sometimes that's what happens. And yeah. so um, I, I was literally sitting in this exact seat that I'm sitting in talking to you right now. And all of a sudden everything went off and so did the Wi-Fi. And I was like, and it, but it's, we live in the Pacific Northwest. And so when it's winter and like raining, sometimes that does happen. And I was like, oh shit, the power went off. And then I look out and my neighbor is watching TV. I can like see the reflection and I'm like, oh, wow like my stomach dropped because I knew without even like saying it out loud that the reason that I was shut off was because of non-payment and we didn't have the money to pay. And I mean, we're lucky enough that we do have family members that we could call for help if we needed, but I a little too prideful sometimes and I don't like doing that. Um, and I mean, I'm not stupid. Like we, I know we got to eat, I'm not going to starve, but um, and I remember when we were in that place and, and you helped me, I think it was my solar plexus is where I it was. was. Yeah. You're yeah. like, yeah, it was just really, it was really cool. If anyone wants to see that, I think I might've put it on my YouTube. So I'll, I'll maybe I'll put the link to that below too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I, I was really, talking about in there. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. And, and, um, I went from that, that moment, which was probably the lowest moment in my life at that point as far as like business wise, obviously mm-hmm. I've had other things. And, um, in the same exact week I, um, had somebody, cause I just decided like, I'm going to, instead of like going and hustling and trying to find clients, I decided to like work on myself and raise my vibration so that I could attract a client in. And, um, which I think we talked about on my podcast about you're the first person to like one of the first people that I ever did like a manifest. Remember how me and Joe did a, we both meditated. Oh to, my like, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cute. Like my little manifestation challenge. And you guys are both meditating to my me and Joe, Yeah. We're meditating to your voice. And I just, it was funny because I totally manifested you being my friend, but um, I like just really focus on self-care and like filling up my love tank and like a couple days later, I got a call, um, or I got an email saying that someone from another coaching program that I was in wanted to work with me and they thought that I was the perfect person for the job. And so we had a call and basically she was like, I want to hire you. Like you're the, you're the one. So just send me an invoice. And I was sitting here about to send the invoice and, um, I was going to do like such a lower price than what I really wanted to do. And I remember being really terrified, but I was like, you know, what would, what would the Courtney who went where, where I want to go, what would she do? And so I, I sent a $12,000 invoice, which I never done in my life. And I immediately closed my computer because I didn't want to see her in her email response saying no, because that's what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I remember I closed my computer and I ran into my closet, which sounds weird, but my closet and my bathroom are giant and big. And I, <laughs> whenever I say like, I'm in my closet, I think people think like I'm in like a teeny tiny closet. <laughs> 
really, really just big. hanging out in a tiny closet. Right. And I went in there where it's where I meditate and I turn off all the lights and I turn on meditation and I just like imagined like my heart and like, um, like a string of like energy from my heart to my computer in my mouth. Like that's what I was imagining. And like, just imagining it being filled with love and from a place of like service. And she paid the next day and I made $12,000 and I never, so I literally went from like the lowest point in my life, in my, in my business, like really truly in my life as an adult, because I never had anything shut off, never had like Joe and I have always been fortunate enough to have good paying jobs and never Mm -hmm. like, obviously we didn't have excess money to go on cool, giant, amazing vacations at that point. But, um, it was really, really low to like a really, really high. (laughs) And that's when I really realized how much like it's not about how much work that you put in. It's about the energy behind what you do. Um, and so that's where I also think like with the flop and stuff that I just had, um, the more that I get away from who I truly am and my heart centered, the the harder I make it on myself. And so that's, um, that was a really big lesson for me, but yeah. And, and it was funny because when you told me about solar plexus, I went and I did everything. I think your solar plexus is yellow and I ate every yellow food that you could possibly eat. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. It's your sun. It's like the inner light, the inner sun. Yeah. And I ate bananas, spaghetti squash. Like I ate all the yellow because I did some research. I was like, how do you feel your solar plexus? And like, I listened to meditations and and like high vibe solar plexus music on YouTube. And like, and that was, it was all, you know what I didn't even realize? It was all in that time period. And that was like, it was really crazy, but it made me realize so much about myself that I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. Um, So for those of you who are listening, I might be having problems with sales tune into yourself. Don't try to hustle. Don't try to hustle and come up with the next thing because you already got what you need. You need to like focus on the within stuff because that's probably what's holding you back. Mm, That's so good. And really connecting into your worth too because that's like the whole solar plexus thing. I remember when we talked, it was like, I'm trying to think because that feels like so long ago, but... (laughs) Um, it's like, there was like a disconnect and like, are you, I remember asking you, I was just like trying to like feed in and I'm like, Oh, this is so funny. Cause I just like tuned into your energy really quickly to be like, Oh, I wonder it's super different by the way. Really? Yeah. Sometimes I like turn it on. Like when it's so funny because someone like, when we were in the residency, there was like this guy who was like really aggressive. And I just like listened to his voice while he was talking to one of my friends. And I'm like, it's fine. He's just acting from a wounded place. And ever since then, they made fun of me so bad. Every single time someone said something, it was like, you know, they're just acting from a wounded place. (laughs) Because I'm like, why? Like, who the fuck says that? Because for you, it was like, there was just so much like swirling confusion in your I am. And now it's like, your mm. voice is like, so dropped into your heart. Okay. Like 100%. It's so that cool. makes me feel, so, and it's funny too, because I am still going through like the worth. Yeah. Bullshit, but like in a different way. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to heal those wounds. So, um, but yeah, I, I truly believe that like most people that are having, cause even when it comes to like sales, a lot of people that I talk with, cause I, a lot of what I directly deal with is, is sales and business through social yep. media. And a lot of people will come to me and they're like, I'm not making any sales for my social media. And I'll scroll through and they've not mentioned even what they do or asked mm. for the sale. And I'm like, when's the last time you asked for the sale? When's the time, last time you talked about yourself, which I think you deal with a lot. People have a hard time talking about themselves. <laughs> oh, it's so funny 
because I just did this today where I was sitting down with, with Sam. Everyone knows Sam. We all know Sam. <laughs> I was just sitting down with her. And one of the biggest things, even when I worked with Taylor, like for me, one of the biggest, hardest things was talking about the results that I get with people mm-hmm. and talking about what people can accomplish with me and how it feels at the end, like what the results are, what people can get, like all that stuff. Because for me, there's this like martyr <laughs> idea or whatever that I need to self-sacrifice and be quote unquote humble. And humble is just an energy. And this is so funny because this is like shit that I do. So I'm yeah. an expert because I deal with it still. Yeah. Um, but this energy of you have to be humble and in order to be loved. And it's like from Roman Catholic background, from like just the shit of like, you have to be the good Italian wife and shit like that, right? Like bullshit yeah. shit like that. And it's just feeling like, oh, you can't take credit for things. And it's not even taking credit because I'm not the one who is like doing the work that my clients are doing. Like yeah, I'm the just guide. The gu- we just guide them, but they I actually have them. to attain the results themselves. Exactly. And create it. And that's the thing. But it's like, if I, oh, like I'm so good. I'm, this is, I'm really good at doing this is like putting someone so far up on a pedestal because I never want to be the one to discredit someone else's worth. But guess what? Being humble is just an energy of holding back who you are. So it's like me allowing myself to shine doesn't let any of my clients shine less. It ignites them even more. And it's like, yeah. And it's that feeling of like, oh, I can't talk about how amazing I am. I'm so, and one of my key phrases that I always say is like, you're fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it. Like, (gasps) Stop. Oh, That's I in just, my Instagram bio. Yes. That yes. just gave me the chills. That's so true. Cause it's funny because even with like the hashtag files, it's been around for nine months, but I've tripled it since starting to work with Taylor mm-hmm. in size. And it was cause I wasn't talking about it. Yeah. And it was like, there was all these all these weird attachments that I had to talking about it. And so that's what I tell people now. It's like, well, no, first of all, they say it takes seven to 12 times before someone purchases something from you. So if you're only talking about it once a week, that's seven to 12 weeks before someone buys it. If you're only talking about it once a month, bitch, do you really want to wait a year before you close the sale? Because I don't, I want to close the Mm -hmm. sale in like seven days because I know that when I talk about my magic and I connect with the right people uh, and they purchase, they get results. I get results and it's equal to exchange of energy and it's just fucking amazing and it's just so collaborative and it's exactly it's so funny because we were talking about how like ballsy I am in the dating world and shit like that there's this one quote (laughs) of like there's this one quote from friends with benefits when I was watching the other day and it's like Mila Kunis I can't remember Justin Timberlake was like is like oh you're that kind of girl and she's like no I'm a change your whole fucking life kind of girl and I'm like damn that's me and like I'm so ballsy about it because I'm like oh yeah people come into my energy and like they're just like elevated so duh (laughs) like of course I can like pull out the weird of anyone I can pull out the like crazy wild side of like anyone that's always been one of my gifts so why am I being so fucking secretive about it like that's weird right yes it's so funny I feel like that's one of my superpowers too is like I get to see somebody's real soul is what I call it yeah when I talk to people I see their real soul and they like I've always felt like that since I was like a little kid I felt like people just opened up to me and I didn't even understand like what I was doing even Joe, like, cause some people are like, how do you date him? Cause he's so shy. And I'm like, well, he's not like that with me. Like he tells me to shut the fuck up and like, leave him alone all the time. Like, cause I just bug him and yeah. I'm like trying to pull things out of him. Oh my God, <laughs> but yes. like, like we, it's not, ne- it's never awkward. And a lot of people, cause 
we live in a 400 square foot apartment and we run a business together. We literally are with each other 24 seven, 365. We have one TV, one bed. We don't even have a couch. Like we spend, and everybody's always like, how do you spend so much time together? I'm like, cause he's my best friend. Like I don't want to spend my time with anybody else. Yeah. And they're like, I could never. And I'm like, no, that's just like a limiting bullshit belief that you're telling yeah. yourself. By the way, it's 333. Hey, angels, what's happening? What's up, y'all? <laughs> what's up, angels? Today, when I recorded um, the random podcast that I recorded, well, I guess yesterday for everyone who's Yeah, I was going to say, everybody's listening. They already heard it. <laughs> oh my God, I broke I broke the illusion. <laughs> but like when I started recording, it was 1010. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I see y'all. I see y'all. Oh, okay. Yeah, this meeting has number 444 in it. I saw the Zoom meeting ID. Oh my God. Look I know. Angels, angels hold around. Fucking what a blessed day. <laughs> what a blessed well, of course day. it is because it's you and me. Oh, of course. Duh. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh my God. I love it so much. This is so good. Okay. Is there anything that you want to leave anyone with? Um, I guess like with the line of work that I do and mm-hmm. what my, like my one thing that I'm trying to help people understand in the world is, um, that you, you, you can just be yourself and be happy and, and you don't have to put on a facade or a mask. Like we've talked about, like, um, cause I've come to realize that the more that I just tune into Courtney's true energy, the happier that I am. Um, and that goes for on and offline. So just because you run a business doesn't mean you have to put on a show and that you'll oh, actually yes. make more, more sales in your business if you show up as who you really are. And so don't be afraid to be yourself. And if you have resistance to being yourself, dig into that because the only person who can solve that is yourself. Mm, it's so true. You're fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it. <laughs> a fucking men. <laughs> right? So that good. needs to be put on like a t-shirt, a mug, a journal. A yeah, I know. I need like to, I need to fucking make mugs and t-shirts. I'll bug you one day about that. I have a yeah. shirt from Courtney. Do you still do that? Like, if I, I haven't yet, but Joe and I've been talking about like adding that as like a, a she social shop. Say that 10 times oh, fast. She, 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 she social, social shop. She social shop. Oh my God. So good. I have this shirt <laughs> from Courtney from when she was doing the fancy sister shop and it's, and it says, go smudge yourself. And I finally <laughs> brought it out of it was like in hiding or whatever. Cause I yeah. like to wear it with like high-waisted jeans, but now it's like, yes. it's my, it's part of my fall decor of myself. I feel so special. Yes. <laughs> right. Every time I'm like, yes, so good. It's like my favorite shirt. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. I love you so much. Thank you so much you. for being on the podcast. Oh my gosh. This was so much fun. I feel like I could do this every day. <laughs> I know. Right. So good. That's how, you know, you found your people, by the way, right. podcast that everyone listened to yesterday. And if you didn't, you got to do it now is all about finding authentic, fulfilling relationships as a Ooh. fucking entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Uh, and yeah, this is a good example of that. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it totally yeah. is. And this is a good example of manifestation. Like there's so many things in this podcast so you're going to learn. Yeah, Take exactly. Notes. <laughs> Take good notes. Re-listen to it. We took you to church today. Amen. Yeah. Okay. I love you. I love you. 
I hope you love, love, loved that episode. You want to come hang out with me a little bit more and maybe talk some more leadership, love, and unfiltered voice, then you can go ahead and find me on social media at Danny Driuso. And I would love for you to come join me in my private Facebook community. This is where the conversation continues, okay? So I'm always in there giving you guys live trainings and information and just making sure that you guys are fully supported in your business life and leadership. Okay. It's a totally free Facebook community and you can find the link below in the show notes to come join me there. And I would love, love, love for you guys to leave me a review if you feel so moved to and let me know how you are loving these episodes. Okay. And maybe who you want to see on next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Unleash Your Voice podcast and go be bright, be bold, and be you.